This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome back to Motor Cop Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, the Iceman, in the clubhouse, as usual. We have a guest on today. It's going to be a three-part guest, so... uh he is uh, getting ready to start Police Academy Monday, I believe. So we're going to get him introduced here. His nickname is the Moose Knuckle. Moose Knuckle! Moose Knuckle! Moose Knuckle! He got that nickname because I believe he told me that uh, he sent a picture in a group text with his shift he works on and I think he had a moose knuckle in the picture, and it kind of stuck after that. So let's get him introduced and get him here. See, I have claps for you with my live studio. <laughs> it's not live. Pre-recorded audience. So uh, say hello to everybody here, moose knuckle. Hello, everybody. He's a youngster. How old are you? 28. 28. He's a youngster. I got kids his age. I'm just an old fuck now. So I want to start out with my basic questions. Uh, what is your favorite drink? Michelob. Uh, favorite TV show? Uh, there's actually quite a lot. Well, pick one. Pick one. <laughs> like the mostest favorite. Moses' favorite, uh, Family Guy. That's still, is that reruns now? or? Yeah, they're reruns. Uh, your favorite movie? Toy Story. He just left me speechless on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he has small children. <clears throat> what, uh, are you a 10 mile, an over, 10 mile an hour over guy or 15? 15 and up. I must be the only 10 guy around or something like that. Everybody says 15. Guess I'm just the asshole, right? Yeah. Uh, you said 
like I said, you're about to start Academy Monday. Are you looking forward to that? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time coming. And I know we talked about it the other day or whatever. Do you know how many weeks it is now? Because I know they've extended it so much. Tell you the truth, I have no idea. Okay, so we have no idea how long this is. I know it's longer than a month. <laughs> I can't remember if it's 16 or 18 weeks or, or something like that. I'm not sure. It's, it's pretty long now. They're extending it now, but I'm not sure with all this COVID-19 pandemic if they're going to be extending it or not. You had to test to get in, correct? Sure did. What was the test? Uh, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, stretch test, and a 300-meter run. We're supposed to do a mile and a half, but it was a little hot. So they make you run a mile and a half because it was hot? Yep. So the bad guys don't run that far when it's hot outside. <laughs> I, I guess not. So I assume that you uh, passed all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You looking, like I said, you're looking forward to it? You're going to learn some more stuff? Yeah. I'm going to try to broaden my uh, knowledge on case laws and, and all the other uh, things associated with doing police work. Now, Moose over here started uh, over a year ago now, I believe, right? Uh started a little bit over a year ago with current agency. And uh, before that, I was at a different agency as a uh, part-time guy. Yeah, you went to a part-time academy there, I believe, you had told me. Yeah. That was uh, about two months. And when he started, he was... Uh, he was lucky. He got to uh, ride with me as FTO for a little while before I got moved back into motor. He was actually my replacement. I was training. He's got my old number. Because we, uh, at the time, I didn't have the a new number, and we both had the same number. So he was uh, .5. <laughs> I still have him in my phone as that number .5. .5. Actually. Yeah. You remember they would call my number and you would answer. And I can tell you, no, you're you're a different number now. Well, but he got the, like I said, the the great pleasure of riding with the Iceman. I uh, hope I instilled just a little tiny bit of wisdom with him because we didn't, it was about a month or so, month you got to ride with me or so on and off. Well, it did about two weeks to start and then. Uh, then it was back and forth. Back and forth that. for quite a while. Yeah. So I try to give him some of the area we were working in is on. Uh, not an extremely busy area where he's still working at now. But uh, I tried to give him a little bit of wisdom. If y'all remember in a whole lot of earlier episodes, I talked about the, the guy that I said that if I could get ordained that I could marry him. This is him. I married him and his wife. He, so, well, and I, to, I didn't mispronounce clear. her name. To be clear, you didn't marry me and my wife. You were the you were the minister at our wedding. Yeah, yeah. So that would be illegal for me to marry both y'all at the same time. Yeah. So, but I was the, there's legal things that we got to take care of here. <laughs> I, I, I did the ceremony. I was the uh, officiant over the ceremony. Didn't it's, just didn't just mispronounce her name. You called her a whole different yeah, name. yeah, a whole different name. And I had it wrote down too. It was my first one. Been my only one. <laughs> Dude, my first one. Well, if I if I got to get married again, well, look, if y'all make it ten years, we will do it again. How's that? That's fine. Hopefully, make it ten years. 
There's law enforcement people who like to get divorced. Just talked to a guy I work with today, come find out he's getting divorced after seven years. So divorce rate, unfortunately, is very high in law enforcement. I don't think we really, when I was, you were around me, we, we really didn't get into or had any really exciting calls, I don't believe. I think we worked a few crashes and stuff like that. Uh, the most uh, exciting one was when that uh, car hit the ramp uh, on the boat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was it. How do you, you hit a ramp exiting a ferry boat? Who knows? <laughs> and it, it was like four feet off the ground. And then she said her jaw was hurting, but she was yeah, she was talking constantly all, talking the whole time. The car had the zero damage to it. It was driven off. She had jaw injuries. We actually had a lady uh, went around some railroad barricades today when the, the arms were down in this uh, railroad vehicle. wasn't a train, but it was uh, working on the tracks, a big, giant, yellow machinery. And she, well, they ended up hitting each other. and uh, It, like, ripped the whole complete trunk and everything off of it. I love when people do that and they think, that is the train's fault. <laughs> like it can turn or anything. It's like no, that's why that's why they have the big stop arms. Don't go around them because those big, big hunk of metals machinery on them tracks don't stop fast, and they will just destroy your vehicle and not have a scratch on them. They'll, they'll destroy uh, truck trailers. Oh yes, eighteen wheelers, yeah. all that stuff. They don't stop. People don't realize, and it don't look like they're going that fast, but. I think usually, don't quote me, but I think through like populated areas, it's like 35 miles an hour they're still going. And at 35 miles an hour, it takes them a good close to half a mile to stop a big freight train. They're not just going to like jam on the brakes and stop. So tip of the day, stop for the railroad tracks when the big red lights are blinking. Red means stop. Oh, I slowed down. <laughs> I had a lady like that one time. I pulled her, pulled her over. I was working in subdivision. Stop signs and subdivisions are all over the place. This one was, I guess, people raining all the time. They complained I was out there. I'm standing out there when bikes parked. Well, I watch her. She came through, barely tapped her brakes and kept going. She, the wheels never even got close to even slowing down much. I pulled her over and told her, and she's like, well, uh-uh. I said, I stopped you for pulling that, for running that stop sign. She's like, well, I, I slowed down. I just looked at her. She said, never mind. Yeah. It don't say slow down. It says stop. It's like if somebody walked up to you and started hitting you in the head with a stick. Do you yeah. want them to stop or you want them to slow down? <laughs> Guarantee you want them to stop. Slow down. You keep hitting me too much. Yeah. You're hitting me too much. Just just don't hit me as fast. <laughs> That's better. Just just hit me. So I know you have been uh, cut loose. When I say cut loose, he, he's been released from FTO training in the uh, state of Louisiana. You have a year from the date you're hired before you have to go to the academy. Well, stuff's gotten a little messed up with the zombie apocalypse, COVID-19 pandemic whatever the fuck you want to call it 
shit's just fucked everything up. So they had an academy going on when it started. They stopped the academy. I think they restarted it. And I think the people finally graduated. I'm not sure. Yeah, they uh, started in January, cut it, paused it in, like, March. And then uh, the guys went back in July, and they just just finished and graduated. So everything got fucked up. So he's a little over his... He's a little over his year time, but you know it's okay because the zombies here have infested the United States. So he's he's a bad star, but he's been you've been by yourself for a while now, quite a while. So tell me some interesting stuff you've uh, done since you've been by yourself. Wrangled a wrangled a whole bunch of cows. Uh, our area, we have a bunch of cows that like to get out. Do you have standard issued lassos? Standard issue lasso. <laughs> if you find it on the road, it's standard issue yours. We were talking earlier in, in uh, this area we both worked in. Like I said, every time a cricket farts, a tree falls across the fucking road. I used to actually carry a chainsaw in my unit to cut trees out the road because you get tired of waiting on the parrot <laughs> to show up. In uh, two hours, you're sitting out there. It's easier when you just cut it out the road yourself. And, uh don't don't try to pull it down if it's still attached to the tree. No, he. I wish I could post this video. He showed me a video recently of he was trying to pull a limb off a tree that fell to get the road clear, and he ended up on his ass on the not, way. Not just the ass on the on the back. I slid. <laughs> he busted his ass. Fucking! It's just one of them classic moments right there. That's when you wish they didn't have video. Because that will never go away. No, it won't. No, my partner's, my partner's got that for a rainy day. Well, when you first started, when they first gave you to me, and I don't know why, they were like, they were like, I don't know, watch, I don't know if he's going to make it, and this and that, and this and that. Well, after a couple of days, they, pe- the upper, some upper people, my lieutenant stuff at the time, had called me and asked me about him. I said, he's doing fine. I don't know what y'all's issue <laughs> issues were with him and uh he's still doing it and he's doing a good job so i don't know what what their problem was at the time but they they were like trying to tell me oh i just don't i said he listens to what i you know my advice i'm giving him he's paying attention i mean what else you want him to do you know so i don't know but he's working out good covered his ass a couple times when he was uh Late, because <laughs> at the time I think we had to be at work at like four a.m. in the morning. Four a.m. So when you starting to get, it takes a while to start getting used to getting up at three o'clock or stuff in the morning to get dressed and come to work. So but he's been working out good. I'm I think you've uh, didn't you tell me uh, not too long ago you got some people with some what, cocaine or something? Uh, the people with the uh, with the meth and a stolen truck. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, uh, like uh. Like our host said, it's a very rural area. Not a lot goes on. And uh, I was on a state highway and in my area and saw a truck uh, pulled over on the side of the road and had a flat tire. Told uh, told my dispatch that I would be out with the truck. Gave him the license plate and told him I'd be assisting with the tire change. And uh, the dude, he was actually trying to take the tire off with a crescent wrench, which wasn't really working out, which is the whole reason why I stopped. And... Uh, Got my four-way wrench out of my trunk and started to give it to him. And, uh, at that time, my dispatch asked me uh, if I was if I was near him and 
told me that the vehicle came back stolen out of uh, out of Georgia. They asked him if he was 1012, which is the whole thing now of everybody saying, fuck 12, fuck 12, fuck 12. That's where it's coming from. 1012 means that they have something come back on you, a warrant, or they want to tell something. And 1012 means asking if we have visitors or something present. They don't want to say it when, let's say, the bad guy can hear it. So that's why they ask you that. But that's where that comes from now, if anybody's wondering. Fuck 12, fuck so. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I asked him just stand up, and he stood up and didn't give me any problems. Uh, they actually confirmed that it was stolen out of uh, out of Georgia, and he had a passenger with him, and went ahead and detained her as well. My partner showed up and detained her. Started uh, looking in the truck, found uh it was about 10 total grams of crystal meth and uh, some marijuana. Let me guess. He, he didn't know the truck was stolen. He borrowed it from a friend. It was actually his dad's truck. and Oh, he, he took his dad's truck? <laughs> well, him and his dad did some work in Georgia for a guy, and they got mad at each other. And uh, the dad took off and went back to Louisiana, and the dude stayed and did his work. And the dad came back and uh, then called the county in Georgia and said, hey, my truck was stolen out of Georgia. Oh. So it, it's been a truck that we've seen quite a while in the area. Well, quite a few times. So it was a misinformed stolen truck? Yeah, misinformed stolen truck. But Dad still wished to uh, uh, go ahead with charges. Well, he shouldn't have drugs in the vehicle anyway. Don't, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Makes you stupid. But if uh, I don't think I told you this story about the cow that uh, they got hit the other night. Yes, we discussed it, but you can talk about it. I, You're going to upset her right there. I, the I upset engineer. my wife too. Uh, so we were uh, we were sitting with the uh, local police uh, having a discussion, and they came across his radio. Of course, we can't hear their radio channel for some reason. Uh, so being route to the truck stop and got a cow out uh, in the area. And so he left, and me and my partner, we started, you know, let's head, let's head that way and give them a hand. I don't know what they got. So we got to the area. Uh, there was a, a Ford F-250 in front of me, and my partner was behind me, but the Ford actually swerved really hard to the left. And whenever I saw him swerve really hard to the left, I saw the reflection on the cow black cow to, with the headlights and uh so we all turned our lights on and the, the guys on shift with the police department came over and me and my partner we got our lights lit up and uh trying to get the cow corralled and i even had the lasso out yeah i was, I was gonna lasso a cow one way or another which i actually wound up succeeding uh i cheated a little bit because the cow got hurt and couldn't move but uh don't count when the cow is incapacitated. Hey, win's a win. W is a W, no matter which way you look at it. But uh, yeah, eventually we got the cow back on the on the pasture side of the of the road. And this this is a fairly busy road. Uh, There's a, a major state highway he's talking about. Cause yeah. I know where he's talking about. Um, it's highly traveled. They have um, 
very large chemical plants and all that stuff along this road. Yeah. So it's oh, a yeah. constant traffic uh, 24 hours a day. So we had uh, me, my partner, uh, a detective with the police department. Uh, so I think there were about five total out there, and everybody's got blue lights and red and blue lights on, and this one car, I look up the road and see it coming, still doing 55, 60 miles an hour. For those of you that don't know, there is a law. Slow down, yield to emergency vehicles, slow down to reasonable and prudent speed. If I'm not mistaken, that's exactly, that's the exact wording. Um, and this car, it comes barreling down the road, and I think to myself, you better slow the hell down. And uh, the cow comes out between the, the, the police officer's car and my partner's car, comes behind my partner's car, and starts crossing the roadway, and the car that's coming down the road from the opposite direction just hits it. And the cow, the the butt of the cow was facing the road and the face was up in the air. And it spun. And it, it fucked this car up. But that's that's not the problem that I had with it. The guy that was driving the car got out and looked at all of us and said, why didn't y'all stop the cow? What the fuck you think we were trying to do? Why you didn't slow the fuck down? Yeah, slow. People, when you see a bunch of emergency lights, slow down. Yeah. So There's actually another law. I can't quote it, but if you see a cop in Louisiana on the side of the road with his emergency lights on, and it's like you're on the interstate or something like that, and a two-lane highway, same direction, uh, you're actually supposed to scoot into the other lane away from the person and the, the law enforcement officer and slow the fuck down. Like, way down. Speed limit's 55. You should be slowing down to, like, 35 to 25 miles an hour. So It's not it's not just for my safety. It's for the safety of the person that, that either we got pulled over or just got in a wreck. And, and your own and, safety. And you're, and you're traveling. And people don't seem to get it. Everybody's in a hurry now. They or got their heads stuck in their fucking phone not paying attention because mm-hmm. they got to get that other text in because, you know, if you don't text somebody right back, it's bad. Yeah. Anyway, the poor cow ended up being hurt so bad it had to be uh, put down. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Still trying to get up, but still got the lasso on it. Like I said, W is a W. No, it's the cow couldn't walk no more. It's not a win. <laughs> lasso when a, a like I say incapacitated cow does not count. It went. It traveled about fifty yards from where it, the point of rest to where it finally. Was able I to think you need out. to go to the tractor supply store and get you one of them plastic cow heads and just practice your lasso on. I think so, yeah. Uh, if uh, any of y'all looked on the – I don't know if we put it on Facebook or not. Did we put the alligator video on Facebook? Yes, Facebook and Twitter and parlor account. Uh, a couple months ago, I put on a video about a big-ass alligator that was walking across the street. If you go look at it, this is in the same area where – he's working assigned to right now so that'll tell you what, what kind of area it is if i know working that night one night i don't know if you were with me or not i think you might have been i think we counted like four raccoons two armadillas a fox and a skunk in like a three mile trip we made down one that road where what, the alligator the, the live ones or the dead ones no the live ones oh. they were still alive <laughs> the ones that weren't hit by a car yeah, no, these were actually alive. And this was like in a three-mile drive. We had we were just counting all the animals. Mm-hmm. And during when it gets cold, uh, I actually had 
uh, some of those off-road lights mounted on my unit for that night because uh, when it gets in the colder weather, the deer in this area can get extremely dangerous to a vehicle. I went by one section one time we were talking about, and there was like four or five does came right out in front of me in the middle of the road. I think I was only doing like 10 miles an hour. I'd have probably gotten a crash. We do have units every year, several units that get damaged or totaled out from deer because it's got a very high deer population besides cows. I, I saw uh, I had one hit me on uh, one of the more rural roads in the in the parish, uh, but didn't do anything to my unit, and I was really lucky. Uh, definitely bust out the shoulder, but uh, last night we got a call about a helicopter crash in a neighboring parish, and they wanted us to go check on the pilot. Uh, I didn't even see that on the news. Well, uh, turns out uh, Air National Guard helicopter had a, had to make an emergency landing, and people so it didn't crash. People here in the parish called 30 to 50 times saying the helicopter just crashed. So they, they said, uh, you know, we know a guy, he likes to fly in the parish, but he's in a different parish. Can y'all go check on him? So we started going check on him and he's, um, you know, you yeah, know I know, he's, I know yeah. he's got like four or five helicopters. Yeah, we were, we were, we were kind of worried cause they said the, the name of the helicopter, uh, company that he flies with. So we were trying to get there relatively quick and I was actually ahead of my partner. And uh, there was about 15, 20 deer come from the wood line crossing the road in front of me going towards, going over towards the river. I guess they were fucking thirsty. Like animals need water to survive or something. There. I guess. It was like, it was like 78, <laughs> 80 degrees, it's, even at it's night. It's hot. Yeah, so I even radioed my partner. I was like, hey, be careful. There's, there's deer, you know, just south of the fire station. Yes. So they, they like to run across their... Uh, Fairly regularly. Lots of deer. Y'all had the exciting, y'all had a gas leak. That would have to be so. Oh, it was, it was a good gas leak. I've had, I had one, I've had one one time. Not when that, I worked at another, not that kind of gas leak. No, when I worked at this other agency, some idiot decided to make a, wanted to turn around and pulled in off the road and they had the very large gas lines where it's like a feeder lines and he backs up and hits it. And, oh, it was Freaking horrible! You're looking at hours worth because you got to get gas company out, then they got to plug stuff. It's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody hits the fucking telephone pole in that area, we had a drunk person hit a telephone pole. Well, my partner at the time made the arrest and brought him in. I sat out there for eleven hours <laughs> with the phone because they had to replace it. They had to get out there, then they had to replace the pole and do. It. 11 and I only worked 12 hour shift and I was out there for 11 of it so yeah it that part of it sucks ass so y'all physically ready to go you're probably gonna lose some weight I lose weight on the daily well you're, you're still you're, you're young and skinny still but you probably you might put on a little muscle you might come back looking like a little little uh, Rambo or something Old Deputy Rambo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much, like I said, it's been fucking forever since I've been to Academy. Like I said, I, I went through in like 96. You had you had uh, lights on your carriage, on your horse drawing. Yes. Well, we still wrote, we still used pencils and, you know, we, you know, instead of smoke signals and shit like that. We did physical P 
PT training every single day when I was in the academy. Uh, from what, every from what I hear, single day. From what I hear, it's not really too much going on to that due to this whole zombie or fucking apocalypse. Going to pussy academy, I guess. Hey, I might as well catch it and just get it over with. I don't know. You don't want to be a zombie. I mean, you don't eat brains or nothing, do you? People can't see your hand gestures in a microphone. That's right. <laughs> He's making a hand gesture. Yeah. He, he he just. I'm not. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> just keep them at your side. <laughs> just put them by your side. Just don't know. Um, what else? Got any other interesting stories? Maybe when you worked at the other department or anything. Uh, nothing. Nothing too crazy. Uh. Didn't really have uh, anything going on, except uh, a domestic that involved uh, my first cousin, who's very popular with our agency now and then the agency that I was with, as well as the surrounding agencies. <laughs> She's got uh, frequent flyer miles, Capital One Platinum. Was... Platinum, yeah. <laughs> platinum card. So. She she gets a free room and board every now and, free, and then. Free room and board. They, uh, she gets reward points. Uh, she was involved in domestic and I walked up the stairs and I was actually, my, my cousin works for the same agency and, uh, I walked up the stairs and she was the first one I saw. She was already in handcuffs by another officer that arrived first. She started yelling, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. That's my first cousin. And I turned around and said, no, I'm not. And then never seen this person in my life. And then my other cousin on the other side, he's not related to her at all. She starts screaming, that's my cousin too. And he looks at her and went, who the fuck are you? So she got a free room and board that night. I don't remember if I talked about me and a tot the last week or so. I uh, had to go notify this lady that uh, her kid had been arrested. I, I might have. I'm not sure. I'll tell it again. Y'all can just bear with me. Anyway, very. it was an upstairs apartment. The stairwell going up there was Barely big enough for me to get my shoulders through. So small. Well, he's up there on the landing speaking to her. I'm like four steps down. Ladies, if you're going to answer the door and don't know who it is out there, put some pants on or something. Because the tot, fortunately, didn't have the same view I had being a couple feet down looking up and every time she would say something talking to me and I was like I kind of trying to keep my head sideways because I didn't want to see what I was looking at you know what I'm saying and just put some pants on it was like a Shoney's buffet uh, <laughs> it, like I said and, and the ones everybody's like oh it's like the ones that do this are not the ones you want to see people trust me it's it's not it's not like when you go to the beach, you know, you watch Baywatch all them years. If you know, you know, everybody is a 10 and looks great in a bathing suit, male and female. You go to the real beach and you wonder, you do not know that they made bikinis that fucking big, okay? <laughs> so that's, that's real life. Baywatch is not real life. What I saw was real life and I didn't want to see real life. So put some pants on before you answer the fucking door. You scar people. I'm probably going to need counseling after what I saw. So I'm just saying. You can get that online. 
Yes, I have to. I, I could probably go online and get my own counselor certificate where I can counsel people. You can come. You can come to me with your problems, and I will help you. You could be the minister <laughs> and a therapist. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I can get a law degree online. I can marry you, divorce you, and counsel you all at the. I'd be like a one-stop shop. Be a surgeon too online. <laughs> yeah. You need open heart surgery? I learned this on Google. Yeah, I think I read something recently or saw some saw some news article or something where somebody you know was getting like butt injections in a fucking hotel room and they ended up having to have like their ass amputated or something because the person was like injecting their ass with some kind of cement mixture or something like that. I mean, just, yeah. If your plastic surgeon says meet you at, you know, the holiday inn, <laughs> just say no. <laughs> What's that commercial? It's like, you know, you must be smart because he stayed at the, Holiday Inn oh. Express or I'm some not a, shit. I'm not like a surgeon, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last yeah. night. Yeah. Or is a Motel 6. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. The, it's, the it's Motel 6 kept the light on for you. I don't know. It's one of them. It's too many fucking commercials out there. Well, we're going to take a quick break real quick. We're going to be right back. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? Let's go to Goofy. Okay. Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your hosts, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. (laughs) Well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, Anyway... It's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. Okay, we are back from break. Much needed bathroom break. Uh, y'all go check Robert and April out, Louisiana State Night Podcast. They're always very entertaining. Robert and his cousin also have another podcast. It's a, if you want to get your nerd on, called Getting Rights Downs to It. They talk about um, comic books, Marvel stuff, uh, just basic nerd stuff. So if you like that kind of stuff, check them out. And April and her sister have a true crime one called uh, Southern Discomforts. You know, they talk about some of the true crime stuff, a lot about Louisiana stuff. It's very interesting, too. Go check that one out also. So we back with the Moose Knuckle here. And uh, I know he don't have a, a lot of stories yet. That's because he is a rookie. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to get him back on about midway through Academy so he can tell us about some of the classes that he's taken, ones that he likes, ones that he don't like. Um Kind of curious if the FBI guy still comes down and does a sexual deviancy class. We'll definitely see that. See if he gets to see the chicken fucker <laughs> videos. No, they will show you shit that will fuck with your head. It's nasty, nasty shit. There's a video where 
they showed us when I was in the academy that this uh, preacher man got caught fucking a chicken. He'd stick his dick in the chicken's ass and fuck the chickens, okay? So, and much, much worse than that. <laughs> Me and Robert have talked about it on different occasions. They had the same class also. I said, sick shit. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of interested. It's been so long since I've been to academy or through academy. Uh, I wonder, I'm sure they've added a lot of shit since this old man's been through. Hopefully, I'll be able to go to his graduation, which will be interesting also. Better wear a mask. Hopefully, by that time, after November 2nd, the COVID will be gone. You did not know that? Oh, that's right. It's election year. Yeah. As soon as the presidential election over, COVID will disappear. Don't, I don't think you listened to it. My last episode um, talked about, <laughs> I guess they talked about, bitched about uh, what they're doing in Austin, Texas right now to the police department, defunding them like $150 million, getting rid of their traffic units, mounted divisions, uh, lake patrol divisions, and all kind of shit. They, they're just getting rid of tons of shit in Austin. Well, I found this news article as soon as I can pull it up here and put my glasses on because I'm fucking old and can't read unless I put glasses on. This news article came out of Texas. Now, with everything they have going on in the United States, and like I said, Austin's defunding their sh- the shit out of their cops and stuff. This story is out of Austin. From yesterday, the uh, uh, headline says appeals court on second thought tax bikini latex clubs. So a state appeals court has overturned, over, overturned its own ruling and decided a bikini latex latex clubs are sexually orientated orientated businesses, and they're going to charge an extra five dollars per person that comes in and taxes on them. In that state, it says uh, certain body parts have to be covered by fully opaque clothing for a club to avoid a levy on sexually orientated businesses. And he's on this one club, I guess, that we were appealed it or trying to appeal it. They're, uh, I think they're ladies in there wear bikinis or something, and uh, they paint these uh, opaque things over their nipples. Well, the court now has said that it is a sexually orientated business, even though they're covering their shit, and they're going to make them pay the tax. And they said most of the, they refer to it in that state as the poll tax. Really, people? All the shit y'all got going, didn't y'all want, y'all just made an extra $150 million y'all took from the cops, and now you're in a fucking... Charge the titty dancers some extra money, too, even though they're covering their nipples and shit up. As I said in the other one, hey, want a good time? Go take vacation in Austin. I'm not going to go there because it's about to turn into a shittier shithole than it already is. And you get charged extra to go in a half titty bar because you can't even see the whole titty. What's the point of looking at a titty if you can't see your nipple, right? It's none. But it's going to cost you five bucks a person extra to go in because that's important right now, right? So I got to thought that one was 
kind of interesting. In my rant tonight, kind of a rant and a safety tip all together. On my way home today, and I've noticed it several times. I'm sure the moose has seen it too. Mostly, for some reason, it's mostly females. I don't think I've ever seen a guy do this, but passengers in a car with their feet up on the dashboard up against the windshield going down the highway. Are you that fucking uncomfortable in the car, ladies? I mean, these new cars, the seats fucking lay back. If you're that tired, just roll them down. Look, if you get into a crash and your feet are up on that dashboard, you, I hope you liked where your hip bones and leg bones were because they're not going to be in the same place after that. When that airbag blows out, comes out at three, 400 miles an hour, it's going to fuck all kind of shit up in your uh, lower extremities there. So put your feet on the floorboard where it goes not on the dashboard. I don't know if you're trying to get a fucking suntan or, or what. If you're cramped up, get the driver to pull over. But, uh, if not, hey, I'll call an ambulance when I get to the crash, you know, and you'll be in a fucking hospital for a really, really long time if you survive it. Because them airbags ain't no joke, people. It, it's not like, I don't know if the people hadn't experienced them, but it's not like you see on TV. It's not like a, a big fucking latex balloon that pops out of there and it's nice and soft. It's like a fucking burlap sack coming out of there at several hundred miles an hour because I've seen them leave second degree burns on people's faces so put your feet down or don't like I said the hospitals I mean they're going broke they need the money I don't know if they're going broke but they sure like take your money charge you $15 for an aspirin but that's my little safety tip, tip in my rant on that do you put your feet on the dashboard? I don't. My wife does, and I get on her all the time about it. She gives you dirty looks, too, huh? Yeah, she does. Tells you shut the fuck up? Yep. Yep. There's toe, there's toe prints on my truck, <laughs> on the windshield. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. Uh, Bam don't do that, thank God. We're old. She puts her legs up there. I might have to stop and help her put them back down. <laughs> she might get stuck. I know I would get stuck if I tried. I don't think I, I don't get been like that no more. Uh, now yesterday, uh, before I called you on my way home, I was working uh, writing tickets. I was behind a. Uh, I had this Tahoe pass me in a seventy, and it was. I got behind them after they passed me. We were doing like seventy nine in a seventy. Like I said, I'm 11 over guy, and they're only doing nine. So I wasn't going to stop them. So about half a mile later, we end up, we cross into a 60-mile-an-hour area. Well, guess who's not slowing down? The Tahoe. So I actually gave him probably about almost half a mile into the 60, trying to give him a chance. Because now at this point, they're doing 19 over. Well, right as I'm about to light them up, pull his Tahoe over, I see in my rearview mirror this black BMW coming up behind me like really fucking fast. And right where we were at, they had an entrance ramp. This BM, now I'm in the, the, the fast lane, the, the, the left lane. This BMW comes around 
gets onto the entrance ramp, passes all of us up, and then jumps back. I was like, oh, I got this one. I can't. The, the Tahoe had a lucky break because I went and pulled the, the black BMW over. It was a uh, a lady driving, and uh, I rode her for what I was doing because I was doing 79, and she sucked my doors off. So I rode her for my speed. But she actually was extremely nice. Uh, she said that uh, some she was traveling from uh, Florida, I think, to Texas. She said one of her, a good friend of hers, I think from the military or something, had gotten in a crash and needed help taking care of her children. She said she was worried on her way over here. She was driving, she was by herself, that some strange guy in some minivan kept like tailgating her and backing off tailgating her. And uh, come to find out, she had this lady had retired out of the military, and you know she told me she suffered from a little post-traumatic stress syndrome and she was just trying to get away from him but she said look it's my fault she said I was just glad I was sitting here when you pulled him over and he passed so I know he's gone now I did give her the ticket but uh, she was extremely nice uh, very pro-law enforcement uh, the people in the Tahoe should have waited and bought this lady lunch because she saved them a whole lot of money because I sure was about to write them the ticket and uh, I told her I did understand, you know, kind of why she was trying to get away from the guy. But uh, we, like I said, we talked. I, the, we actually talked about the podcast. I thought I might mention her or something, you know. But there she is. She was extremely nice. I, I ain't too often you get a whole bunch of traffic stops, as you know. You've, I know you like working traffic. Uh, sometimes, yeah. <clears throat> might grow up one day and might give you a radar. Then you could play with it. So you could make money and have fun with your radar gun. You ever get one? I'm not a I'm not a real big speed guy like uh, like me. Yeah, I'm, I don't really write speeding tickets because that's your own that's your choice. You know. You could be the best driver in the world, um, and but unfortunately, other people aren't. You know, you run stop signs, red lights, passing no passing zone. That's my favorite. Uh, by the way, if you ever see double yellow on a roadway, that uh, that means no passing. It is a designated no passing zone. I will always write you a ticket, no matter what, because an extra ten seconds behind somebody is not worth a head-on collision, and the next ten years in the hospital, or even your life or somebody else's life. Had a guy today. Uh, I was out on a parish road that uh, people calling the locals out there constantly calling, complaining about speeders. It, and it is a major cut through road, so I decided to go work it after school's on. I work, you know, cause it, was, it was actually fairly uh, mild morning this morning. I mean, it wasn't a hundred degrees yet. It was only like eighty at nine o'clock, so. But I clocked this car. The speed limit on this road is 25 miles an hour. And this is this road is completely straight, probably about a mile and a half, two miles long. You stand on one end, you can see the other end of it. I mean, it's down there, but you can see all the way down it. It's perfectly straight. So uh, 
had my, my LIDAR out, my laser. I clocked this vehicle. It was doing like 23, 24 miles an hour. So it's right at the speed limit. I checked them a few times. But about that time, this uh, very large Lincoln Town car pops around the other vehicle and like punches it. So I ended up stopping him, writing him a ticket. So I was just that other car was going so slow. I was trying to get around. And I said, "Well, that other car was doing the speed limit. If you just stayed behind him, you wouldn't get a ticket." Was that was that the person that lived down that road? One of the locals down there. He road? was a local, but he didn't live down that road. No, I, I, met, I wrote six tickets out there in probably an hour and a half. You know, five out of the six uh, were all residents of that road. Yeah. I had an older lady tell me as I was writing her ticket. She's like, You need to you need to write all these plant workers cutting through tickets, they're all speeding and nah, nah, nah. no, I could got her doing like forty three in the twenty five. I just looked at her, I said, Yes, ma'am. I said we're out here to catch them too, but um it seemed like today most of the people, the residents of this street are the ones that are at issue today right now. If you're, if you're going to complain about speeders, don't speed she just kind of, She just kind of looked at me. I'm like, not letting rid of me, but it's true. I mean, all these people are calling and complaining about the speeders, but everybody I'm stopping speeding are the ones that live down the road. Just because you're the one that calls about the speeders don't make you exempt from not getting pulled over and get a ticket also. So keep that in mind, people. If you call the cops because you got speeders on your road, and you're one of the speeders, a good chance you may be getting a ticket also, especially for me. I'm not going to just, oh, I'm, oh, you live here? Oh, you, you have It's okay for you to speed. It's just every, not good for everybody else to. That's not going to work. Yesterday, I also made another stop, and I'm going to slaughter this name. Uh, it's a makeup company. Sephora. Sephora? Sephora. Look, he, he freaking knows. He probably cross-dresses and we don't know. Days Are you wearing too. your wife's panties right now? They're really comfortable. Okay. Yep. It's silky smooth? Silky smooth. Sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, it's Sephora company. You know, I pulled this car over there with speed, and they were going like super fast. I think they were going like, I don't know, 12 or 13 over. Uh, male driver, female passenger. Go up. Well, the the guy lives on. Uh, I can say this: he, the guy's living in in the city of New Orleans, which I used to live close to that area, but not in the city at one point when I was in high school and stuff, where I went to college. And uh, we talked about that a minute, stuff like that. And I just, uh, I said, look, you know, here's what you can do to try to keep it off your record. You know, if you drive for your uh, your job, he's like, yeah, I do drive. And I said, what company he told me is this Sephora um, makeup company. And I was like, oh, I said, well, look, it, just keep us record so your boss won't know. He said, well, that's my boss sitting right there. And I looked at her. I looked at the lady and I went, I am not here. He did not get a ticket. This is all a dream. <laughs> he's like, he's a guy, he's like, are you like a comedian on the side or something like that? I'm like, no, not really. I said, I got this podcast I try to be funny on. He's like, Oh, well, let's do them all the time. What is it? So uh, hopefully they listen to it and like it. But, uh, again, yesterday, for some reason, I, I stopped like 12 people. And knock on wood, I don't know if it's going to snow or what, but 
12 people I pulled over, not one asshole. Not one single asshole out of 12. That people, y'all know that that's a fucking miracle right there by itself to make that many stops and not have just not one asshole out of the whole bunch. Like every fucking body was nice this day. Everybody. And uh these two people were like super nice and stuff. Uh we talked about their makeup stuff a little bit, which I don't know much about it, but the moose knuckle obviously knows about it. I don't know if they have, you know, moose knuckle cream to keep the knuckle from getting chafed in the summertime or anything they do, like that. Actually. See, look, moose knuckle cream. Keep your moose knuckle moisturized so you don't chafe. Check it out. Or wear looser <laughs> pants. I don't know. <laughs> now, I do remember one story, one story you did tell me about how you were actually on uh, Encountered a, a one of these uh, cop block people. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that uh, we don't. I mean, and he actually, you know, even though they're they hate the fucking cops, they gave you, I don't know, a halfway decent fucking review. Had yeah, halfway decent. Yeah. Halfway decent. They were like, oh, how surprised he he. Or I think he might. If I remember, right, he he said something to you about you know, exit. You know, to see his driver's license or something like that. He responded to a broke down vehicle, a, a camper or something was stuck or something like that. Anyway, it was a it was, we call them signal eighteen. It was a a broke down vehicle in this area he was in, and uh, the guy was like, "Oh, he's like," and Moose was like, "Well, I don't I don't need your driver's license. I'm just here to try to help you get your vehicle back mobile. You didn't do it." But he's like, "But they still made a comment on uh, how you know cause he was." The moose does wear his vest, and uh, everybody thinks, you know, you see cops all the time, and they just kind of like football players. They got both their hands up by their net, and people are like, oh, that's because they can use their elbows as weapons. And, or protect your protect you and all this stuff. No, motherfuckers. That's because that vest don't have fucking no airflow. <laughs> it's hot as a motherfucker, and they just trying to get a little air down up I'm in that motherfucker. Trying, trying okay? not to let it choke me. Yeah, too. and they ride up on you, and it feels like they're choking you sometimes. So, oh, fucking, you know, all this. They do it for this. That. No, they're doing it because it's fucking choking them, and they can't fucking breathe in it. Okay, it feels like it's not like describe it as you feel like a fucking turtle in that motherfucker. It's mm-hmm. Like it's just you know it protects you and stuff, but you feel like a fucking turtle in the shell. It. it they're not comfortable at all. It's the most uncomfortable fucking thing you could ever fucking wear. Just kind of like, I don't know, when you first started. When I first started, well, I couldn't wait to put my first fucking, got my gun belt, my, you know, all that shit. I couldn't wait to have like my Batman utility belt. That shit, once you put every fucking thing on around your waist, you walk around with about 35 fucking pounds around your damn waist all day long. It's in and out, sitting in a vehicle and everything else. It ain't fun. <laughs> well, if, if you remember, whenever I first started, uh, and you were FTO me, I didn't have, I didn't have a radio. No. I didn't, didn't. I didn't even have my own uh, a department issued gun. I had to carry my own. So yeah, you didn't have much. Yeah, if we would have gotten a foot chase at night, I would have had to be calling you on the phone. Yeah, it's, you're you're young. You're probably definitely outrunning me. <laughs> But it's like, but once you add all this shit and you got 35 pounds around your waist, and like I said, it, it's not the most comfortable thing. I went to the doctor probably for a checkup about six months ago, 
And it's been going on for a while, and it's like in, in my right legs, like on one side of it, it's like numb, like it's always sleeping all the time. And I'm like, I'm kind of worried. I'm like, do I got a blockage or something like that? I mean, I'm getting older. She's like, no, you don't have a blockage. Because they had already done all my blood work. They had checked me. Everything was great. And uh, she's like, you you got like a pinched nerve from wearing that duty belt all these years. She said, once you retire and get rid of it, it'll go away eventually when you don't have that, that gun belt putting all that pressure on you all the time. See what you got to look forward to? <laughs> it, it's already hurting. Back problems yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's it's, it's very uncomfortable to wear. It's not fun. Well, I'm hoping I'm going to find out how long Academy is. So I'm going to get you on a weekend. And let me tell you what, when these guys go to Academy like that, I mean, it's not a joke. You can, it's not guaranteed. You can flunk out of fucking Academy. I know when I went, if you failed one test, I don't know if it's still like that. If you failed one, one written test, you were out. You failed to qualify with your weapon. You're out. Uh, I don't think it's like this now, but if you failed any physical fitness test, you were out. When I went to Academy, we started out probably with about 60 in a class and probably only about 20 of us graduated. So it's, it's not just, you know, he's not going on a holiday. It's going to end up costing him money, not physically where he has to pay for it or anything. Because I know in uh, some states... You actually have to pay for police academy yourself and go to it like a college, graduate, and then you put your applications out, and these other departments will look at you and maybe hire you. In Louisiana, you can't go to police academy unless you're already hired on at a department. You ain't, you just can't pay and just go as a civilian. You actually have to be hired first. But as we know, us law enforcement people do not make a shitload of money, and him being a rookie... He makes even less money because, you know, I mean, I've been doing this shit 27 years. I've been through a shit ton of pay raises and stuff like that. And fortunately, a department we do both work for that revamped the pay scale recently. And I don't know about him, but I was quite happy with my increase. And my next one's going to make it even better. But uh, it's still not fact, you know, you got bills. I think he has two children he's taking care of, a wife and everything. This whole time he's in academy, what he can't do is work any extra duty details. But when he gets out, once he is post-certified, he will actually be able to work some other details he's not allowed to work right now because you have to be post-certified to work them. So we're going to get back with him about midway through. And uh, hopefully he'll have us uh, tell us about some of the shit that he is learning about. Because I'm kind of interested in it. Like I said, it's been so long since I've been. I know they got to have a crap ton of different classes now. I, I want to find out from you if they're going to do the book, if they're still doing Boothville the same way, if you're doing the traffic stop stuff. I mean, just some different classes. So pay enough attention. Don't fail your But I want to hear about these fucking classes that you're going to be taking. You hear I'll, me? I'll, give, I'll give you weekly updates. Yeah. Well, you got my number. So. And, of course, you know, if you have any questions or anything for me, you can call and ask. I said, I said, I had to, from when I started being a cop till now, I mean, I had to change the way I learned how to police to the new police times now because when I first started in the 90s, it's totally different than the way it is now. Trust me. So I'm like one of the old dinosaurs, you know, 
teaching an old dog new tricks. And all these youngsters coming up. At least the moose is one of them youngsters that at least has the common sense to listen to some of the old guys to maybe take some of our knowledge. Because you got some of these little young punks coming up out there. The motherfuckers think they know everything. And they don't know shit. I've survived 26 years doing this shit without getting killed or too fucked up. So, I mean, hopefully I know just a little bit of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And the way the way I look at it, you know, for everybody that's thinking about uh, becoming a police officer, sheriff's deputy, state trooper, whatever, if, uh, if anybody gives you any kind of advice, listen to it and take it because all they're trying to do is help you be a better cop and get home to your family and, and help them get home to their family. So every, everything anybody's ever really told me has, has stuck, and I've maybe bent it a little bit, applied it my own way, my own style, but for the most part, it's the same. Well, I think I told you, I said, take a little bit, like from when I taught you, your sergeant and lieutenant that you rode with, and all these other cops and stuff that you rode with, and I told you, take a little bit of everything they teach you that's good, and apply it to yourself and become your own cop. You don't have to be the mirror engine, image of nobody, but you take all this knowledge and become the law enforcement person that you want to be. Do you, are you still carrying candy? I uh, might have ate it all. You know, he's I've got him with the community policing, giving candy to kids, and he's eating it. You're not supposed to eat your own candy. Stop eating your own candy. Supposed to give that to the children. I can't eat the stickers I give out, so what else is there? Give the candy to the kids, too. All right. I'll get some more candy. I know know the kids in that area like ring pops. Ring pops. pops. They love the ring pops. They will try to get three or four of them from you if they can. One kid. I took like three or four from you. Yeah. (laughs) Bastard. All right. So we're going to go ahead and shut this one down this evening. And uh, like I said, hopefully... Probably, like I said, once I find out, it's probably be a, a month or so before I get him back on. I want him to get a good halfway through the academy before he comes back on. And uh, hopefully he'll have some interesting stuff to tell us. Hit us with some of his knowledge and uh, see what kind of cop he's turning into. Moose knowledge. Yeah, moose knuckle knowledge. Don't forget the the cream because I don't want your music knuckle to get messed up or, you know, irritated when you're doing all this physical fitness training I'll see, I'll and see stuff. if I can find you some. I don't have a moose knuckle. I wear baggy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get home and take motor pants off and stuff, there ain't nothing else tight going on. So, uh, like I always say, people, you know, if you're still waiting, if you know any motor cops, future motor cops want to be motor cops, uh, firemen, first responders, corrections officers, Anybody wants to tell a story and wants to come on, just uh, like I said, email me. Hit us on Facebook, Twitter, Parlor. Uh, Twitter's at Motor C. Parlor's uh, at Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Fa- Facebook is Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. And the email is motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. Like I said, send us an email. Hey, I got some stickers to give out. I guess nobody wants no fucking none of my fucking stickers because ain't nobody emailed me about it yet. So, like I said, hit us up, and uh, till next time, remember, smile, because the Iceman could always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle, this is how legends are made.
Now legends are made.